are being hypnotized by people like this. News readers, politicians, teachers, lecturers. We are in a country and in a world that is being run by unbelievably sick people. The chasm between what we're told is going on and what is really going on is absolutely... Oh yeah, dude. There's some Nephilim shit. It's like we all know what's going down, but no one's saying to what happened to the home of the brave. Motherfuckers are controlling us now, when no one's talking about how they made us part of these slaves. And everybody's just walking around, heading to clouds, and won't awaken to a dead in the grave. But then it's too late, we need to be ready to raise up. Welcome to the end of day. Everybody is slaves, only some are aware that the government releasing poison. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Nephilim Death Squad. I am your host, David Lee Corbo, along with Top Lobster. Uh, I want to say Merry Christmas to everyone. And before we get into today's guest, I'd like to remind everyone that YouTube actually took down our previous episode. And so if you want to support the show, move on over to Rumble because they're censoring us and we don't want anything to do with them. We're gradually moving away from YouTube. So if you're watching now, head over to Rumble. Today, we are joined by someone who I'm incredibly excited to speak with because I feel as though this man helped to sort of lay the he's part of the bedrock for guys like me and top uh, people that have recently entered this space, talking about things like the Nephilim, looking at conspiracy and the supernatural through the biblical lens. Um, Mr. L.A. Marzulli is one of the guys who is, uh, I would say, a fundamental component to shifting the narrative and and bringing this conversation to uh, to to gradually more and more eyes. And like I said, is fundamental to the bedrock of guys like me and Top, Mr. Marzulli. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Before we get started, could you let everyone know a little bit about what it is that you do and where they can find your work? Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm an author, filmmaker. I penned 13 books. I'm working on number 14. There are 30 films in our library uh, that I've either hosted, directed, co-directed, co-produced, edited, whatever. So my business partner, my new business partner, because uh, Richard Shaw, we did 11 films together before Richard passed away. Um, <clears throat> Gil Zimmerman worked uh, 30 years between DreamWorks and Disney. So um, the fact that he's he and I have teamed up together is fantastic. We did six films together this year, all on the UFO phenomena, but it all hails back into the Nephilim and the Genesis 315 narrative. So, I mean, I lecture at, at conferences and churches, and I do a countless interviews like this and podcasts. The bottom line for your listeners, there's a corpus of work here. There's 13 books and 30 films. So, I mean you know, where do you begin, really? And we have an hour together. So we're going to scratch the surface and hopefully whet people's appetites. Yeah, so I, I was telling you in the pre-chat, um, where do we begin? The people listening, they should know already. If they don't know, they just, I guess they're just watching us on mute. They should kind of know what this is all about. But uh, one of the things that you've been hitting very hard, and I think your latest documentary is going to be on, uh, deals with uh, UFOs. So I mean, people say, well, not necessarily the Nephilim stuff and the giants. You're talking more about um, like UFOs and especially with government disclosure being sort of right around the corner. It's a timely subject. And what you've been saying about this has been quite disturbing, but enlightening. And uh, from, from your episode with, with uh, Tony Merkel, uh, a lot of people came away blackpilled, maybe. Or you sounded a little blackpilled, which means kind of like not too optimistic about the future. 
But I just kept screaming to the, at the phone while listening. It was like, yeah, but we know how the story ends. Yeah, but we know how it ends. You know, it's a, it looks pretty bad, but, but please guide us through this. I'm, I'm interested. You know, there are there's actually going to be 10 films in the UFO series. I'm my edit booth is like six feet away over there. And um, I'm looking at number nine, which is called What is the Truth? Um, you got to remember, let me just set the groundwork that we've got ancient biblical texts that are thousands of years old, some of them a little over 2,000, some of them around 2,000 years old, they're there. And they're written a priori. I mean, you know, people go, well, you know, you can't trust the Bible because blah, 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 blah. The translations and everything. See, I mean, it's nonsense. It's just, they're just, they're, they're parroting something that they heard from some idiot who has no idea of what the biblical prophetic narrative is and how the corpus, the body of work, the 66 books, that, that comprise the Bible, nothing's really changed. I mean, you know, we've got ancient, ancient texts, ancient manuscript. We've got the Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, you know, people need to wake up and stop parroting what they heard. Everything was changed in the Council of Nancy. It's just nonsense. It's total nonsense. So let's deal with what we have. And, and we, we can go back. I mean, I had a Bible here before the fire that went back um, into the, you know, 19th century. So it's, it's before the Industrial Revolution, before any of this, before anyone's looking at what we're looking at now. I have on my wall a page from a 1666 King James Bible. It's Revelation 19, which is, which is my wheelhouse. You know, behold, I saw heaven standing open there before me. It was a white horse whose rider was faithful and true. I mean, it's on my wall. And, you know, that's, there it is. It's like, you know, it's, it's like almost 40 years old for crying out loud. And there it is. Hello. So we know that Jesus warns us it'll be like the days of Noah when he returns. So immediately, I mean, see, if, if your listeners don't know that, if, if you're not familiar with that, then, I mean, you know, we got to go down to, to, to the basics, because if you don't know that, if you don't know that Jesus is warning us, giving us a supernatural clue 2,000 years ago, that it's going to be like the days of Noah when he returns. Okay, so what does that mean? When Jesus warns us and, and says that and, and points back to that scripture, there is no New Testament. That hasn't been written yet. So he's like, he's looking backwards and going, I mean, like the days of Noah, which immediately begs the question, what differentiates the days of Noah from any other time in history? And it's basically the signature, the, the, the rockets coming up, you know, and, and highlighting everything and rockets and lights and all sorts of good stuff, right? What we're looking at is the presence of the Nephilim on the earth. Absolutely. That, and that, Noah with the flood, People go, well, you know, why did God do that? And I did. I asked the same question 44 years ago. I'm old enough to be your father for crying out loud. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm 73. So, I mean, you know, hi, guys. How are you? So, so you're actually older than my dad. But, yeah. I know, that's my point. I'm older than your father. I can be a grandfather. <laughs> so, but the bottom line is this, guys, that, you know, when the flood of Noah happens, there's not like billions of people on the earth. There's this little central people, core people in and around the Levant that we know about. And the flood happens. Every single every single culture on the planet has a flood story. So when you read that, you go, well, why does God destroy the entire earth with a flood? This sounds really, and it's wacky. I get it. But this goes back to Genesis 3.15. And unless we understand the Genesis 3.15 narrative and what it says, 
and I've been saying this over and over and over again. Genesis 3.15 is the gateway, is the gateway. If we don't understand Genesis 3.15, then when we pick this book up, we don't know what's going on. And when we come into the present day with the whole UFO phenomenon, we're kind of going like, now what? Genesis 3.15, Adam and Eve are over here. The dragon is over here. The pre-incarnate Christ. I love when it does this. The pre-incarnate. <laughs> don't ask me why it does it. Turn it off. I have no idea. It's fantastic. I, I do this sometimes. Yeah, there. But I get. How does that work? You know, I, it's I, Nephilim. I that's know. Nephilim stuff, man. Don't worry about that. I actually <laughs> like that. I have no idea how. You know, if I put two thumbs up, I get. I have. I, this wasn't planned. We've been trying to turn it off, but we don't know how. You know, it's kind it, of amazing. It, it Mr. Marzulli, I was I was scared coming into this interview because I said I want to I want to interview L.A. Marzulli, but I don't want to do it like everybody else has because I've, I've heard you and I feel like, you know, and we got fireworks and balloons. So we're already set. Whatever happens Does after. I don't know. Mine doesn't do that. Yeah. See, I, I mean, know. Look, it's like, you know, <laughs> and yet it doesn't do anything. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. It's It's weird. Goes to the machine. Who knows? So possibly. You've got you've got Adam and Eve over here. You've got the dragon over there. You got the pre-incarnate Christ, and Jesus tells the dragon, "Your seed, your offspring, will be at war at enmity with the offspring of the woman." We know the one coming from the woman is the Proto-Evangelium, which is the Messiah. That's the gateway to the Bible, and we know that the Messiah is going to crush the dragon's head. This whole thing. Genesis 3.15 is the, this is it. If we don't understand it, then we might as well, when we get to all these other passages in the Bible, we're clueless. And then when we get to Daniel chapter 2, verse 43, and Daniel says, the angel, the messenger. And when I say angel, immediately go, people have this preconceived notion of angels. Think, Think the incredible Hulk, but he's a good guy right? That can squash you like a puny human that you are. That's, you know, right? But the Hulk's a good guy. He's not some, you know, but that's what, a, that's what a, a good guy, a good angel, which just means messenger. These guys are incredibly powerful. And this angel tells Daniel, Daniel, seal up the words in the book till the time of the end. Men will run to and fro over the face of the earth. Knowledge will increase. We're here. This is it. Now Let me tell you, I'll tell you how much we are here. Over the weekend, we spoke to an audience of like 200,000 people. We broke uh, the this guy, Luke Rudkowski's show. We broke his live listener record on Rumble. And we were just talking about Genesis 6. I had mentioned that exact line where things will be as in the days of Noah. And it's, it is interesting. I'm not saying that we're interesting and we're this or that, but people are in tune to this subject now more than ever. This is a, It's a political right. show. And everything he said, we're like, listen, no. This is my wheelhouse, guys. I've been doing this since probably before both of you were born. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yes. Which is which one of the things that we think. But, but one of the I things feel- that we spoke about, Mr. Marzuli, on that episode, just to to give you an idea of where our heads are, okay. is we brought uh, to attention this idea that the alien thing is a rebranding of something that you're describing here, which is much more ancient and much more nefarious and much more intrinsically tied to the Bible and to our history as a human species. Uh, and instead, we're getting this rebranding, this sterilized thing, these these beings from another planet that, one, don't want us to destroy ourselves and don't want us to destroy our own planet, which is to rebrand wow. them as these benign beings. At the same time, a concerted effort to to 
undermine the Bible and everything about Christ or exactly. Christians. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like you guys. I, you know, I'd have to come back here. It's I like, can die happy. He's, I, this is great. Stop the show. Great. I like you guys. Um, so, cause I, you know, I, I didn't know you. I mean, I, I went online and I looked up top lobster and, you know, Oh God, what well, you yeah. saw. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of going like, you know, who are you guys? Well, I was a little trepidatious if I can use that word, but now I feel like, you know, it's like, okay, we're having some fun here. So, in the Daniel chapter 2, verse 43, you get this really enigmatic piece of scripture. It basically says, you know, seal up the words and all this other stuff. But it says, their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. So whose seed are we talking about? Their seed will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not cleave to them. This is a, this is a, a prophecy, in my opinion, about the abduction phenomena. And if we don't understand Genesis 3.15 and the mingling of the seed, when we get to Daniel 2, we go, I have no idea what that means. But once we plug in the Genesis 3.15 narrative, it becomes very plain. Mingling of the seed, mingling of the, the offspring. And so what we're getting, their seed will mingle with the seed of men. Well, it's not mankind. So who the heck is it? It only leaves one people, one, one people group. And that's the fallen guys. They are creating hybrids. This is the fourth the fourth film in our UFO series on abductions. We also published a book by Karen Wilkinson, um, Stolen Seed Evil Harvest. She was an abductee from the time she was six years old. She actually learned to fly the craft, and she's the second person that's told me this. The other person's not a Christian, not born again, not spirit-filled. She's still being taken. And she's got Stockholm Syndrome, in my opinion, to the absolute nines. She's sided with her her captors, essentially. Karen got out of it. Karen got born against Spiritfield, stopped the abduction, but she had three children by them. And in the first, first month or the first trimester, the third month of the first trimester, okay, she was reabducted and they take the fetus out. They take the hybrid baby out of her. In our, in our film on countermutilations, which is number six, so four is abductions, five is crop circles, six is countermutilations. We get in, the, it's the darkest film I've ever worked on. And what we do is we show, and, and I think I could be wrong, so far no one's, no one's publicly corrected me. We may be the first ufologist to actually put all that together, that the countermutilation, look at this. This is cow's blood, bovine blood. You can use it in human transfusions, okay? You can use cow blood in human transfusion. Catamutilation, farmer walks out of his field. There's a cow, it's been mutilated, no footprints, no coyotes. The herd, the other herds moved as far away as possible. Coyotes won't get near it, buzzards won't get near it. There's no blood. The animal is completely drained of blood. Um, udders are taken, eyes are taken, tongues are taken, all with surgical precision. The farmer looks at it and goes, you know, what, what am I looking at? The veterinarian comes. He has, he's never seen anything like it. Law enforcement comes. He has no explanation. There's no footprints. Even after a rain, no footprints. It's like, you know, somebody is taking this stuff and doing it. We, in our film on catamutilations, we connect the abduction phenomena with the catamutilation phenomena because this has been going on for decades so bovine blood can be used in human transfusions so the entities reabduct karen or, or whoever in the third month of her pregnancy they take the baby from the womb they have created an artificial womb using the parts of the cow 
and using the blood and using the tissue, they have created an artificial womb. Out comes the baby from the, the earthly mother into the artificial womb. And then six, eight months later, whatever it is, now you've got a hybrid. You essentially have a modern day Nephilim. Because that's Can what hybrids are. Let me ask you a question. Um, when when the watchers of the fallen come down and they they take the 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 daughters of men as wives, um, how do they procreate? Because I'm under the assumption that angels can't create. And what does what does that mean to you? I get asked that a lot. See, we have a truncated view of the supernatural, and 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 they don't tell this this stuff in church for the most part. So you got you to do some deep digging. But let me just throw this at you. So when Abraham is hanging out and he sees these three guys coming at him and he realizes, whoa, you know, this, these aren't normal human beings. What does he do? Kill the fatted lamb and he serves them food. What did they all do? They all eat. And then the two angels go into Sodom and Gomorrah and the men of the city want to have what with them? They want to have sex with them. Yeah. And and Lot comes out and offers the two virgin daughters. They're not interested in that. They want the men. They want the angels. They want the power. They want to do the whole Genesis 6 mingling of the seed. They want they want that. And that's why the destruction comes down. So, so, angels, so can you do that? Can they do that with other men? Because in that story, like you assume they're like, oh, the, those angels, give us the angels. I assume that those are men calling for these angels and the, yeah, the are. angels are are male as well or yeah, what? Absolutely. Wow. How does that work? That's wild. Well, that's the sin of homosexuality on some level, right? Wow. Because if I say that on YouTube, we're immediately this bad. Who cares? Go for it, man. This place is horrible. You know, <laughs> no free speech for you. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Where are we? What is this? We live in a fascist that's country, right. but I digress. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, start, start goose-stepping around the mailbox now. It's unbelievable where we are. And, you know, we're on Rumble, too. I play the game on YouTube. I mean, I do because we got like 200,000 subscribers. I don't want to lose that income and everything else. So we kind of play the game. You know, we're, we're kind of coy, but but we do other stuff where we let everything out, like on this show. So the bottom line is... Um, Women are abducted, sper men are abducted, sperm is taken from the men, ovum is taken from the women. Satan's breeding an army. I asked the late Chuck Missler years ago, Chuck, what about the abduction phenomena? Chuck goes, oh, Satan's outnumbered two to one, he's building an army, without any hesitation on his part. I mean, just, he didn't have to think about it. He just, he, because like me, he's been in this forever and he knows, he's, he's biblically grounded in, in, what the Bible says, and this whole this whole war, cosmic war, in which we find ourselves in. So, you know, we have nine films on the series. We we just released Roswell one and Roswell two. Roswell revisited exoneration. In that film, we go out of our way to show that Jesse Marcel Senior was a fall guy, he was a patsy, just like Lee Harvey Oswald. <gasps> yeah, there goes the YouTube stream. It's done. I'm sorry, the lone gunman. Oh, I should have known. Of course it was Lee Harvey Oswald. Everybody knows that. You know, and did you see the, have you guys seen the autopsy film? Oh, you no. Gotta, no. You got to watch the, the Parkland doctors. The This just came out. They had What's it called? It like, it's, it's JFK, the autopsy, Parkland, Parkland doctors, Parkland hospital. You got to watch that. Because these guys, they, they, they kept it, 
they they filmed it like 10 years ago, but they didn't release it. It's too explosive, but they released it now. And nobody cares anyway. So the Parkland Dockers are sitting here. This is a rabbit trail, right? I'm sorry, guys. I got to so, two thumbs up again. So, <laughs> I love it. Here we go. Here we go. So the Parkland Dockers are coming on the record saying like, excuse me, excuse me. What we saw in Dallas is not what the autopsy records show in at the Bethesda Naval Hospital. Two completely different things. These Either the body was manipulated or the photos manipulated. They don't know which. They're saying that Kennedy was hit in the right temple right here and blew out the back of his brain. That's like, you know, how's Lee Harvey Oswald going to do that? He can't. He can't. And and I've, I've been to the grassy knoll. I'll never forget it the first time I was there. And you stand behind the picket fence, which is still there. They've kept everything exactly the way it was in 63, exactly the same way. And you pretend you've got a rifle and, and you just peer out over the picket fence. And that the headshot is less than 60 feet away. It's a turkey shoot. It's a flipping turkey shoot. And so the autopsy film, all these Parkland doctors, and they show where they were standing. They all looked at them. They all say the same thing. Hit here, hit here, hit here. And then the autopsy in Bethesda, oh, wait, there is no wound in the back of a skull. But it looks like it's been doctored. Somebody's been stitching things up. I mean, it's unbelievable. You guys got to check wow. that out. Okay, so I digress. What is, but no, before you go past it, I mean— yeah. I've heard some things of like JFK and also aliens at the time or UFOs. Like, does this tie in at all? Because what, like, you know, when we talk about why he was killed, we can talk about Mossad. You can talk about the mob. You can talk about the CIA, George, George H.W. Bush, all these things. But that also does come into play. And it's super important now. So I don't know. Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, Roswell, Roswell changed everything. Um, Roswell created the secret government, essentially which is the shadow government, which is what we have, in my opinion. And, you know, we'll probably get knocks on all of our doors at two o'clock in the morning uh, because of what we're saying. But, you know, other people have stated the same thing. And, and our films on Roswell, Exonerated, um, going circling back, that Jesse Marcel Sr. was a patsy. He was a fall guy. They, you know, he, he's out there in, in 47. Mac Brazel calls in. Something's crashed on my field. I've been to the debris field. In, 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 in July, we were at the debris field, late June, early July. And, we, and I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So Marcel Sr. goes out. He picks up this wreckage. He brings it back. And on the way to the base, he stops by his home because his home is like a block away, two blocks away from the actual base. So it's, it's a no-brainer. He wakes up his wife, wakes up his son, Jesse Marcel Jr., lays all the stuff out on a, on a table and says, look at this. You'll probably never see it again. This is not from this world. And they all handle it. And so we interviewed Jesse Marcel Jr. It's a written written interview, which we reenacted. I, I got that just before he passed away, Jesse Marcel Jr., years ago. But we also interviewed Linda Marcel, his widow, the first time ever she's been on film. Denise Marcel, his daughter. We interviewed Dr. Richard O'Connor, one of his best friends. And that's why we call the film Exonerated, because we show, in my opinion, we've had a lot of people, you know, weigh in on it and tell us, wow, this, this film really is over the top as far as, like, exoneration. You guys have really shown that he was a, he was a fall guy. It was a setup. So going into the shadow government with Kennedy, in 47, they had a chance. And, and, and they, they got it right. I mean, they absolutely got it right. The very first time, and I keep this right here on my desk, there it is. There's the headlines. 
Okay, right there. Captures wow. flying saucer on a ranch. That's the truth. They got it right the first time. But then General Ramey goes, the uh, Ramey says, excitement not justified. Dun, dun, dun. And so at that point, we had, and Kennedy knew about this. Eisenhower warned him, the military industrial complex. I was, I was um, threatened by a guy from a deep state for our film on the Kandahar giant. He met me in Dallas. I had a, a bodyguard with me. He, the, the guy from a deep state was packing. My bodyguard was packing. We met in the lobby of a very crowded hotel. Could they have taken me out? If they want to take you out, you're dead anyway. I mean, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that it's, it's it, you're, you're toast. And he threatened me three different ways. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. They said, L.A., what kind of cell phone? I go, oh, I have an iPhone. He goes, is it encrypted? He go, I go, no. He goes, well, when they come and arrest you, LA, they can find kitty porn on it. Wow. Right? That's the, I don't even know this guy. I'm being threatened. Do you drive a car? I go, yeah, I drive a, at that time, it was a 1991 SL 500, which, which I restored. It's an old Mercedes, but it's a great car. It's just really fun to drive. It's, I call it my go-kart. So that burned in the fire. So now I've got a 2005 SL 500. You know, this fire now is starting to make me a little suspicious. Yeah, what was, was the cause say, of the fire? a little weird. <laughs> Right. Nothing you see here. Keep moving. Oh, Jesus right? Christ. Okay. Yeah, you're Lord and Savior. So so what happened was he goes, well, we can we can make your car do all sorts of things, um, you know, and, and get you that way. Do you have any children? I go, yeah, I have two daughters. Well, one of them could go missing and never be found again. So I looked at him and I said, guy, I mean, I get it. You have all the cards. I'm a worm. You can crush me. Then I looked at him. I said, but you can't touch me unless the most high God allows it. And he took a step back. He'd never heard that before. I say this because if I ever suicide, you know, I didn't suicide. Okay. With, with, with two shots to the head. Right? <laughs> just like, Tied to a tree. Yeah. yeah. Tied to a tree. How did he do that? Oh, just, don't worry about it. Just keep moving. It's I'm interesting just, when you say the, when you say something about Jesus Christ to demons, right? They, they also do flinch. So <laughs> you're describing this yeah. encounter with a deep state agent. That's like, in my opinion, these people are like, you know, paperclip, le leftover Nazis from Operation Paperclip that got into our government, continued whatever they were doing. And, yeah. you know, th this government doesn't serve us. Right. I mean, no, look around. Yeah. Well, interesting enough, um, Congressman Bruchet, um, who is a standing member in Congress with this whole UFO, um, you know, trying to expose it and finding out. So Bruchet and a, and a couple of his Democratic uh, colleagues went before the camera and you know, the press and said, we can't even get the first base. We, they won't even tell us who to talk to. So this is the problem. And the American people are all asleep, you know, for the most part, you guys aren't, but for the most part, you know, the average Joe on the street, he's worried about paying his mortgage and putting food on the table, but we don't have, we don't have a country. We don't have a government anymore. What have we're you seeing, seen, uh, LA, have you seen these things lately with um, with Tucker Carlson? Right, this is like a really big thing that's happening right now. Tucker Carlson, he's coming out on on all these various platforms. Him and Roseanne are discussing the Nephilim. Uh, he's talking about this really dark, secretive, spiritual aspect to this. You know, these these alien encounters. Um, also, the role that our government plays in. Uh, all of this and top and I were recently on a show like we had mentioned earlier where we speculated that the darkness that he's hinting at is sort of this um, uh, quid pro quo situation or 
where the government is essentially giving a free pass to take and experiment on and have access to human beings for various perks, maybe technology, uh, maybe information. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind that that's exactly what's going on. There was a quid pro quo, more than likely Holloman Air Force Base with Eisenhower, where they all met, they figured this thing out. We gave them access. It's right out of the book of Enoch, just like the days of Noah, right? You know, they give us some primitive toys and we give them access to the women. That's in the days of Noah, right? This is how we this is how we operate in the Middle East. We like leave our surplus uh, military yeah. gear in exactly. Afghanistan and bounce because we've got the best, we've got better stuff. It's yeah. crazy. It's wild. It's like, uh, what's going on is, is uh, this is why he's got to return because soon, because you can't fix this anymore. You just can't. It's beyond fixing. And I, you know, 25 years ago, I wouldn't have said that. But now it's like, sorry, guys, um, we're looking at some global event, which we're, we're real close to. And everything hinges around the nation of Israel because all Latter-day prophecy hinges around the nation of Israel. That's just how that works. So there was a quid pro quo. That's when the abduction stuff really started to happen. Benny and Barty Hill were the, some of the first people to talk about it. But, you know, who do you, this is why our films, I mean, look, we're, we have nine, there'll be 10 films when we're done. Right now, there's eight of them that you can get, all right? And we're the only Christian ministry that's done a deep dive. Heck, we're the only people that actually, um, you know, talk about this from both sides of the aisle. And we've done a deep dive. I mean, the movie, the Catamutilation film is unnerving. The abduction film is, is incredible. The crop circle film, just the whole film on crop circles. But then get this, guys. And, and this, is what, this is what blew me away. The first Nephilim Mounds conference that we ever did, and it's the one where Gary Stearman stood up, and his title was, he, he kicked off the conference. Gary Stearman from Prophecy Watchers stood up and said, the title of my message is, it's all about the seed. And Gary was the one that educated all of us to Genesis 3.15. I knew all about Genesis 6, but I hadn't tied it back to Genesis 3.15. And Gary just blew us all away. This is in Ohio, okay? About two to three weeks, a month before, in a field of standing corn that's eight feet tall, there appeared the second largest crop circle in the history of the United States. It's huge. And right across from that crop circle, and it's just not a circle, it's, it's dragon heads. So you've got circles within circles within circles, and you can't make circles in a field of corn eight feet tall. You don't know what you're doing. I mean, how, how do, and the corn isn't broken. The stalks aren't broken. They're bent. Wow. And right across, right across the river, the creek, are the Nephilim mounds right there. What do you, what right do you think these things are? But because when I see a crop circle, you see a lot of geometry. And I know that, uh, so I studied, so I'm, I'm a musician. Okay, so am that? I. Uh, so am okay, I. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm, I, I'm big into, like, obviously frequency and the vibrations and things like that. And I know that, like, uh, if you look into somatics where you put uh, sand on, a, on, like, a metal plate and vibrate it, it'll give you these, yeah, different beautiful geometric right. shapes. Right. The, anything to do with that? Like, what is this stuff? I call it the secret language of the dragon. Mathematics. They are always, not always, but for the, a, lot of, a lot of the time, the crop circles are right next to ancient megalithic sites. 
and there's advanced geometry and trigonometry that's there. In our film, which will be released maybe in the first quarter, it'll be Amatril of a Nephilim number nine. We show something, it's my discovery, but I got there because of the work that Kelsey Stone did with America Stonehenge, which is number four in the Amatril Trail of a Nephilim series. Guys, I mean, there's just there's just way too much to talk about by understanding. But <laughs> but Kelsey Stone, um, I don't have it here. I'll have to draw it. Kelsey you know what Stone, this really is? This is us trying to excite you enough to get you back another time. That's what yeah. this is. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> we'll have to, again, let's see what it does this time. <laughs> Why does it do this? I don't know. So Kelsey Stone is a 21-year-old college student, and he goes on Google Earth, and this has never been done before in the history of the world, okay? And he knows about his site. He knows about... Um, America Stonehenge because he's he's grown up there. And so he says to himself, gee, well, here's the center of my site, which will be an X. Here's the summer solstice standing stone. Okay. What happens if I draw a line? Will it come to my house? And he goes, well, I guess it will. So he goes on. Here's the center of, his, of, of America Stonehenge. That's the center. He goes out to the summer solstice standing stone. That's where the sun, the sun sets. So that's, that's right. Where am I? Right over here. Yeah, right there. Okay, there's the center. There's the summer solstice standing stone. So he checks it out, and it's, it's pretty close to his house. Well, that's pretty cool. So he's on Google Earth, and he just extends the line. He's just goofing around. He's a 21-year-old college kid. We all know what that's like, right? Well, that's decades for me. But anyway, anyway, he keeps and he's now he's he's past Newfoundland and he's over the Atlantic and he's now he finds himself in Ireland and now he's in southern England and he goes, gee, I wonder how close I am to Stonehenge, England. And he zooms in and extends the line. That line, that line bisects the trolithons at Stonehenge, England. And there's two of them. They're set like this. They're set at an angle. Like, I don't know if you can see that or not. They're set at like an angle. And that line comes in from thousands of miles away, dead center to those lentils, the top pieces of the trilithons. One, two, three. Okay? Greetings. Interesting. Yeah. And so what we're looking at is spherical geometry, spherical trigonometry. It, it reminds me, I don't know if you follow Stephen King's work. He's kind of, I mean, he's a real douchebag these days, but he does know some occult stuff in his, in his books, if you read it, but it reminds me of, mouth, I may have to get that soap in it. <laughs> he's on, not a nice now. guy. I don't like him right now. Keep um, it clean. Keep it clean. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, the, the dark tower, his, uh, his, in the book, all of these lines go to different like uh, points on the universe and they do the same thing that you're describing, but it all generates from this one tower. And I'm like, you know, you see it, it's kind of like, Oh, it's sci-fi. But now you, now that you're saying that I'm like, is that actually happening? Like what is going on? 
in America Stonehenge, when we talk about this in number four and number five of On the Trail of a Nephilim series, and in number five, the Axis Mundi, the center of the world, we show that from the center of that site to all those different standing stones all the way around the site at America Stonehenge, which is in New Hampshire, we show a connectivity to, drumroll please, Chaco Canyon, Teotihuacan, Mexico, Machu Picchu, Peru, the Canary Island Pyramids, uh, Amer Stonehenge, England, and the, the Pyramid of Giza. So that's why we call it the Axis Monday. So knowing that, knowing that, when I was in an undisclosed location, somewhere in Europe, we had three different sites, and we lined up those three different sites, and what, what we discovered blew our minds blew our minds. And I can't wait to talk about it, but I, I'm not going to talk about it until we release the film because we have a mathematician. There it is again. <laughs> at, at the collegiate level, we have Tim Wolf, who's a um, world-class surveyor. We've got archaeologists. We've got a whole bevy of, of professionals looking at this going like, mm -mm. what we're looking at and, and nobody knows about this yet. Okay, guys, no one knows about it. And, you know, and when I finally, just like with America Stonehenge, people don't care because it's like, what do you, what do you, don't you understand the significance of America Stonehenge? That there is a hidden history that's been deliberately obfuscated from the peoples of the world. And this is living proof of it right here. And, and you guys don't care. Are you, are you that numb? I mean, are you just just that numb to everything, to discovery? And that's that's why we go to these places, you know, and, and we spend time there and we look. So we filmed in an undisclosed location in the Americas right here. Um, we spent about three or four days on this particular site uh, with a bunch of experts. And it was just I can't wait till we release the film. So there you go. Well, yet, you know, it's, just to go back, we, we love talking about this guy, Jerry Marzinski, licensed psychotherapist. But yes, America is completely asleep and it's done on purpose because if people were receptive, if their um, whatever, you know, lack of better words, their third eye was like malleable, their pineal gland, they would hear what you're saying. They would be alarmed and then start reading the Bible or at least searching somewhere. But we have most people on either antidepressants, like half the country on antidepressants, completely like just Viking it out asleep. And uh, anyway, Jerry Marzinski thinks that uh, schizophrenia, which is huge in this country, too. He thinks that that's just actually literal entities. And he's got stories and other, you know, 30 years in the field to, to prove this. So it's like it is. A, there's a concerted effort to stop this, not just stop if the information from being out there, like they'll threaten you, but they actually have to now go out and blanket people's minds so that they're not interested in this. Like here's a new reality show or whatever they're doing to keep you completely asleep. They've done a good job, but I don't know. I think they a perfect example is like, you know, Fox News 20 years ago was a bastion of conservatism. Now it's like People Magazine. You know, I mean, mm. and then and then Time Magazine makes Taylor Swift the person of the year. I mean, you, I mean look, I'm a musician. Uh, I'm classically trained and I write these very complex neoclassical piano pieces. They're not for the faint of heart. I also um, put out we, we just we just we're working on it now. But this is from like 2008. So it's a while. It last last band I had together. And uh, um, it's. 
you know, it's saxophone, drums, fretless bass, and me on keyboards and vocals. So, you know, I, I, I know music. I mean, it's like, I know music. And, and with all due respect to Taylor Swift and the Swifties that follow her religiously, we are looking at a mediocre talent is what this is. I mean, I mean, and it's celebrated as some great thing. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, it's it's mediocrity is celebrated. And I mean, you just take just take any song by Taylor Swift and compare it. I'll age myself here. Just just take a Beatles song. And, and it's just like this. It's like it's the different. We were, believable. we were talking about this yesterday. We got into like a deep dive about and I, my guilty pleasure. I love Amy Winehouse, but there is some complexity to her music. She does. Uh, she she's a she's a she's a student of jazz, whatever. I, what I'm trying to say is like when I see Taylor Swift, the same thing. And for my generation, I say she's no Michael Jackson, but there's girls fainting at her. And Michael Jackson, his music was not as deep as you say, you know, the Beatles. And then you can go further from there. But yeah, I, I don't get it unless it's just a just a huge distraction. It. It's great. It works. I what have a, a, a theory I've been working on where like um, sort of art is is human beings imitation of of God, right? We look around and we look at everything that he's created and we want to emulate that in some regard, right? And so at the highest levels, uh, art serves as an homage to the creator. And if you can just corrupt that and bastardize it and reduce it and and completely screw up people's idea internally of what art is, what beauty is, which is why, I mean, Taylor Swift is one example, but in the hip hop world, uh, we have characters like there's a sexy red. Her name is sexy red. There's two things going on here. One is she's a terrible artist. Two is she's objectively not sexy. She's not beautiful. She's actually very off putting and terrible looking. And it's like what they're trying to do. The industry seems to have a vested interest in manipulating your perception of beauty. And yeah, if you can stop seeing beauty objectively, then you can stop seeing the beauty in God's creation and you can stop recognizing the handiwork of God in all things. I think that is really like what this is about is is removing that connection. If if art is our imitation of God or our homage to God, well, we need to reduce that. And and that will in effectively stop our ability of seeing, you know, uh, the details that suggest there is a creator. And 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 he's he let us know you know what the end game is. I mean, it's no secret. He's he's given us details of what the end game looks like. So you know, you talk about the arts being corrupted. Absolutely. I mean, the arts are just all of it is it, most of it is completely corrupted. Now, I mean, there's there's sections of things I love listening to. A lot of there's a lot of great jazz stations out there, but you know, the masses don't really listen to jazz so much. Um, there's a woman, Valentina Litsitsa, who's a classically trained pianist. She's like unbelievable. She's like a modern day Litz. She, her hands are huge. And she can actually play Litz. Six fingers? How many fingers? Almost. <laughs> she's very pretty, very feminine, uh, but she's an unbelievable pianist. And, and watch her play Hungarian Rhapsody sometime. That'll blow your mind. So, you know, we have, and even Christian music is down to three chords or four chords. Thank endlessly you. cycled, endlessly cycled. I can't listen to it because there's no creativity. They make this big deal with this wall of sound and, oh, yo, you know, and, and all this chanting and stuff, you know. But there's nothing, it's, 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 it's vapid. There's nothing there. Ellie, it's, you, you know the Bible way better than I do. Um, so there's, a, I mentioned the other day, uh, they said Lucifer, when he walked, uh, he was like covered with, right. yeah, covered with all this, this beautiful stuff and, it's, and the sound that it made. 
was like tendrils and tassels that were beautiful. Um, some people say he was the first musician. Do you, do you think that? Um, well, he was the worship leader. So, you know, it's like, okay, oops, that's not good. Um, I have people that are inside the music industry that have told me in no uncertain terms that um, there's definitely a Luciferian satanic agenda that permeates the entire industry. It wasn't like that 30 or 40 years ago, but it is now. I mean, it was creeping in 30 or 40 years ago, but it's full bloom. When you get someone like Madonna, and if you, with all due respect to Madonna, I mean, you know, give me a break, but she's at the Super Bowl and it's a full blown occult Egyptian ceremony. That's what it is. There's no doubt about it. And she's up there doing these, these hand, these gestures, which I'm looking at going, how can she possibly be doing that? You know, she's making all these like moves. The whole thing is an occult ceremony. Katy Perry comes riding in on a beast. Seriously? Yeah. You know, a woman rides the beast. I mean, the the imagery, it, it makes you wonder who's who's putting this stuff on. Katy Perry's music on uh, Alien, which I used to show way back in the day in, in my presentations. This goes back 15 years when she she came out with that song. And at the end, at the end of that video, um, she finally shows what she is. She's a fawn. She's a chimera. This is this is this is Genesis six screaming at us, and I remember sitting next to, um, or the, this assistant pastor came up to me when I was done, and he goes, "You know, L.A., you're talking about this," and I'm saying, "Well, my kids don't know anything about this," and my kids are sitting right behind me, and I turn around, and they're lip syncing to the Katy Perry song. They they already know all the lyrics. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And this is this is the disconnect that the modern day church doesn't get. Because it's not about feeling good and all this other stuff. It's about knowing the times that we live in. And let me just segue to, to what I think might happen. Israel right now is, is fighting a seven-front war. Seven fronts, okay? They got the Gaza Strip. They have Yemen. They have the West Bank. They have Iraq. They have Syria. They have Lebanon and Iran. It's a seven-front war. That's what they're looking at. And this is just the beginning. Turkey and Russia, Turkey and Iran are now doing business, not in the petrodollar anymore. Mm -mm. They're working off the BRICS, working off the other currency. That's a no-no. That's why Saddam got whacked, because he was trading oil in not, in not in petrodollars. So then you've got Turkey with Erdogan saying that backing Hamas and all this other stuff. And, and this whole thing... And this is a scenario I think we might be looking at. Um, the neo-Darwinists, not, not the hardline Darwinists, but the neo-Darwinists realize the complexity of a deoxyribonucleic double helix of life, the DNA spiral. That's the name of our company, Spiral of Life. And it shows the finger of God in the DNA spiral coming down. Very deliberate. We take the Sistine Chapel 
finger of God instead of finger of man. It's the DNA structure going down. So the Darwinists, when Darwin, Charlie Darwin was alive and everything over millions and billions of years, just somehow mindlessly evolved nonsense. The neo-Darwinists know that the complexity of the DNA molecular structure just didn't fall out of the sky. It just didn't, it just didn't happen. There has to be some sort of a designer somewhere some sort of intelligent design making this thing. So they're looking out panspermia. The God of the Bible, no, no, he can't possibly be doing this. So they're already looking out, out there, you know, panspermia. Who seeded us here? Who are our progenitors? Here's the scenario that I think is going to happen, and I really believe this. I think that we are looking at the, the nascent beginnings of World War III, as we speak. It, it's it's prophetic. Is it Ezekiel 38? Is it Psalm 83? Isaiah 17, the destruction of Damascus? We don't know. We don't know. That's why we watch and we wait and we look. But it ain't going away. And it's been, it's been like 80 days now. It's not going away. And by the way, I was supposed to be in Israel on October 7th, just so you guys know. Oh, lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go. No, we got we call we call the whole thing off. We call the tour off. The Nephilim Mounds tour, the Nephilim tour in Israel. We had a full busload of people signed up for it, and we were we were supposed to, on the seventh of October. We were leaving. We were at the Prophecy Watchers Conference in Oklahoma. We were going to fly that afternoon in Atlanta, bivouac in Atlanta, and then Monday morning we would have arrived in Israel. But we we had rearranged our schedule because of the conference. Originally, we were supposed to be in Israel on the 5th of October. And if I had done that, we would have been in the thick of things. But I digress. Here's what I think might happen. The globe right now is completely connected for the first time in the history of mankind. We are connected. There are satellites which cover the entire planet. They're everywhere. So the grid, the satellite grid network connects us all. Just like it's, it's some of the great things. Here we are talking. I'm in California. I don't know where you guys are. Probably the East Coast someplace. Top lobster. I mean, that's, you know, that's 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 uh, New England as far as I know. <laughs> We're in Florida. <laughs> okay, whatever. But you, you get what I mean. So, so here we are. And if you have a nuclear event on this planet anywhere, and the fact that they're already saber-rattling Russia and Ukraine and, and the Europeans are already saber-rattling with new tactical nukes and dirty nukes. And it's like, you know, what are we looking at here? You know, why are you, why are you even running it up the flagpole? If you have a nuclear event go off anywhere on this planet, the entire grid lights up. All of humanity tunes in. This is it. We're all looking at this thing. Are we next, right? And... That's when they show up. That's when we see the mile wide craft. And they will say, we originated, we, we seeded you here. We are your progenitors. We created all life on this planet. We started the world civilizations, the world's um, religions. Now at this critical juncture, we're back to usher mankind into a golden age. And here's something to think about. And I came up with this this. The saying, we go up, they come down. We go up, they show up. So taking taking that, Jeff, um, Jeff Van Hatten and Mondo Gonzalez got together and started looking at a biblical 
framework possibly for the rapture. And they came up with three incidents, which is really cool. And it's this, when Elijah, when Elijah goes up in the whirlwind, Elisha, his servant, watches. In other words, Elijah just doesn't disappear, does he? Elijah's sitting there looking up and seeing Elijah go up. That's number one. When Jesus, in his resurrected body, all the disciples, and we don't know, it's just not the 11 at that point. I think he's got a whole crowd of men, women, kids, and, there, and he departs and he goes up, right? They watch him go up. It's, he doesn't disappear. They watch him go up where? Into the clouds. The two witnesses, this is future, who are killed and their bodies lay in the streets of Jerusalem, and then they're resurrected and they go up. So the whole world watches. Get this. What if, what if we go up, right, into the clouds, and then a UFO comes down? And, and, the, and, and these guys, the fallen ones, will say, well, we had to take them to some other place because they weren't ready for the paradigm shift. That's what, the great deception. That's the great deception, mm -hmm. right? Very Just, interesting. Very interesting. People would buy that hook, line, and sinker, too. I mean, we've been kind of geared um, by by Hollywood and now, of course, on the uh, governmental front for this sort of event. And something something important to mention there is uh, it's the idea of this, like uh, the hermetic principle of consent. Because a lot of people are going to say aliens, oh, right? Right. Yeah, but they constantly, constantly, it's vampire stuff. They have to, you have to agree. You have to bring them in. Yep. Yeah. So even before the beginning of the conversation, you were saying they we had accords. They they have some accord with the government. Right. Why not just take it? You do whatever you want. You're you're flying around like at light speed. Right. Just take it. But they can't. Hours they have to agree. Yeah. It's it's a that's a very strong point to say. Hey, look, people. This is not. These are not your creators. They're not some people from far away space lands. They're literal demons or nephilim or leftover whatever you want to call them and you have to consent that's why my, my entire brand if you see it it looks uh it, like when i'm on twitter it looks like i'm saying crazy stuff all i'm saying is no in in you know fantastical ways everything is always no because i do i don't consent to this and now i'm going to make you look foolish no that's all you got to say and this stops but i don't like like you said you know the Bible's written a certain way, so we're going in a certain direction. It's not going to stop because we don't have the willpower to just simply say no. Right. And like I said, it's this, this, this concept of rebranding, right, where we're now, like you just said, in the middle of uh, mutually assured destruction, right, that we've yeah. been geared to, to be fearful of for the longest time. And now who's going to come? The ones who seeded us, the ones who are here to save us uh, from our own selves and also to save the planet. Uh, it's man, when you look at it through that lens, it has been a long engineered deception. And it's why so. it's called the great deception. It's it's monumental. I, I completely concur. L.A., can I ask you something about we have a couple of minutes left, but something about Israel. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask because it's a topic. It's a hot topic, right? Either people are, um, you know, completely against what's going on or people are saying, listen, we have this is the promised land. And I'm not I'm kind of it's not that I'm against them, but like the government of what I see when I when I study the Talmud, 
they'll say things like Jesus is boiling in piss and excrement for being a false prophet. And this is one of the books that they study. And it's hard for me to, um, to come to terms with like, okay, what is, what are those people doing there? Are they even the people that we're talking about from the Bible? Something special is there's something special about this spot, but why would they be so like, I mean, you know, the, the term Gentile or Goyim, Goyim is, is, the better term. I mean, if you, if you just study through the Talmud and what they say, I have big problems with this. And some of the things that they do is kind of wicked. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until, you know, I know a little bit more. You remember the, the, the Jewish nation was, uh, when the Romans came in AD 70, that was the end of the temple as we know it. So that whole system went kaputznik. There was a diaspora of Jews that many of them went to Rome as slaves. I get that. And then populated from there. But there's always been a, a population in all those Middle Eastern countries under the Ottoman Turks and even before that. There's always been a remnant, just like in Iraq and Iran. There's always been Jews all throughout the Middle East. So what's the problem is, is the whole Khazarian thing. Yeah, that happened. They, they converted. But those are not necessarily the Jews that are there now. And what, what happened was Hitler had no problem at all figuring out who the Jews were, which is why six million of them were gassed. If he wasn't, hadn't been defeated, he would have wiped out every single Jew on the planet. He would have hunted them down. There's a reason for it. Because in order for prophecy to be fulfilled, Israel had to be regathered from the four corners of the earth and reestablished in their ancient homeland, which is exactly what we see in 1947. That that's this is it. Israel's back in its ancient homeland, which is unprecedented. Are there good Jews? Of course, there's good Jews. Is the Talmud off the wall? Absolutely, I get that. But they've rejected their Messiah. But we also know from prophecy they will look on him whom they have pierced and mourn for him as an only son. So that day is coming when when the light bulb finally goes off and they realize, oh my gosh, we blew it. And as a, as a nation, as a whole nation, they will look at that and mourn. It'll be a day of national mourning because they realize he was the Messiah. But they're also, Paul tells us, they're spiritually blinded to what is going on. It's a supernatural blindness because of the rejection. But remember, the entire New Testament, for the most part, except for Luke, is written by Jews. Right. Yeah, that's I guess it's just a question of like, are those the same Jews? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of tribes going. You know what I mean? I, maybe I, I'm not sure. But are these the guys? Look at, look at even the DNA. They're, they're taking the DNA with the priesthood and there's a marker for the priesthood. So they know who the priests are that you couldn't do that, you know, 100 years ago. Now, if, if your name is Cohen and you get your DNA, you're probably they can trace it back that you were a priest. I mean, that's the deal. Um, you know, I have a, a, a real close friend who did his DNA and all of a sudden he finds he's 12% Jewish and, and they're going like, well, how did this happen? So, I mean, there are definitely genetic markers which point to the 12 tribes. If, if these aren't the 12 tribes, if this isn't the remnant, then who are they? And this is where the whole Kazarian lie comes in to just muddy up the waters. But that, it, you know, so let me, let me, it, it, <laughs> For the first time in the history of the world in over almost 2,000 years, they're regathered 
They're reestablishing their land. This starts the prophetic clock ticking. This is Jerusalem as a, as a rock of stumbling to the entire planet. Everything that scripture tells us is exactly what's going on. These are the Jews. These are the remnant. Not all of them are, are good. And I get that just like not all Christians are good. It, it goes either way. There's always good eggs and bad eggs. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's just obviously it's been a like like you just said, it's been a stumbling block for me because I mean, I don't know what to think of it, but it just seems bad on like all around. Like I, I don't like when people it seems it seems like they're trying to fulfill prophecy purposefully. And they're I don't not. I don't they're not they're they're not. Trust me. But when you when you have twelve hundred people that are slaughtered, you know, with unprovoked slaughtered and if one of them was your your brother or your father or your mother you know give me a break and that's what people don't get and and hamas doesn't want a two-state solution they want a one state and that's what is that's what people don't get about islam they're not interested in a two-state solution they want a one-state solution where it's all is islam that's all they care about they the not all not all arabs but many many islamists they hate the nation of Israel. They hate all the Jews. So we're looking at this vitriol, which makes no sense at all, unless we put it into a spiritual, supernatural context. There's a, a, a saying I came up with years ago. Um, the current political landscape is in direct correlation to supernatural events that happened in some cases millennia ago. That sums up exactly where we are, because the Jews have one set of supernatural events, Moses and, and, and the law and the Torah. And, and the Islamists have another set of supernatural events, the angel, you know, appearing to Muhammad and giving him a Quran. Two completely contradictory supernatural events which have colored the body politic welcome to modernity and where we are. The current political landscape, no one ever talks about this, and I didn't come up with that. I got it from him. The current political landscape is in direct correlation to supernatural events that happened in some cases millennia ago. It's a profound statement, and yeah. I'm not the originator of it. He, I just, I just, what was that again, Lord? Okay, got it, got it. Well, we we yeah. spoke about that recently too. Like the Book of Job, it's all very like a, it's like a courtroom, right? So it's like it Satan, the accuser. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all like litigious legal stuff, and obviously that leads into political. So I wouldn't be surprised if the spiritual realm and and like you know all this Nephilim stuff, all of the fallen angels, the kind of politics that must be going on in with with their war, it must be unbelievable. Thousands of years old. We're dealing with like Afghanistan, a twenty year war, and I can't keep track. I tried to read some books about like who did what. I have no idea anymore. So man, just imagine the complexity of the the entanglement that we're trying to un uncover as, as we're headed towards the, the very end. <laughs> you know who wins? The rider on the white horse. That's Jesus himself. And that's, uh, and the armies of heaven rode with him. So hallelujah. That's a great place. That's a, that's a great place to leave it. I don't want to, I want to respect your time because we're just a little over an hour. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Marzuli, thank you for, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys. Let's do it again. With us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> live long. <laughs> All right. Very We're going to stick. Marzulli. Me and Dave will stick around for a little while, but you can pop out and thank you very much. I'll send you some links when this is all 
up and finalized and all that. Thank you. You got it, guys. God bless you both. Take care. You too. God bless Take care. You. Wow. Fantastic episode. Dude. Bananas. In my opinion. I feel like um I like this better. I like it too. Yeah, it's, it's, the other one was too intense. Um I feel like there's so much I mean it's a huge topic, right? And we only had an hour. I'm so glad that we did a good enough job that he uh offered to come back again. That's always nice. It's good that he wasn't just like, "All right, well, it's been real. Bye." When he drops that, when he drops his next, uh, his next film, obviously the one that he can't talk about just yet. I definitely want to talk about that. I do. I love the conversation that we like, cause there's so much stuff that we agree on. Obviously I don't agree on the, the Israel thing as much, but it's just interesting when somebody comes with this wealth of knowledge and perspective is like, I'm, right. I'm willing to like hear this. And I really want to parse that out and think about it. Maybe go and pray about that because I, you know, we don't, we don't really know. But the, the point that he makes about like, everybody is kind of like pushed into Israel. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, well, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to unpack with this one. I'm going to have to rewatch that episode. That, that idea, right. Of like, um, them not trying to force biblical prophecy. I, I I'm at odds with that because I do feel like they are, um, you know, I, I expressed to you about going to the evangelical church and it really felt like that was the idea was like everything that's happening is perfectly acceptable because this is all going to usher in the return of Christ. And, you know, that's they're not the only ones with that ideology. Um, but I mean, he was one of those guys where like, you know, we got we got sucked into a JFK rabbit hole. Like I was I like, it. you could shoot anything at this dude and he's going to have, you know, whether or not you agree with them, uh, he has a well thought out position on like i felt like we could have asked him anything i i really would have liked to have pinned him down a little bit more on sort of you know we we connected the dots between the nephilim and this alien disclosure that's supposedly happening and what i was hoping to go down was the the why because and i know he did touch it but it was like there is uh they they've always have always have had an interest in our genetics and so there's this hybridization program going on. I believe it was Marzulli who I heard say that in the 90s, you know, uh, people that were being abducted and, and seeing what they thought were their own children that they had with these these entities, the children were like off-putting as fuck. Like they were they were <laughs> they were fucked up looking. And um, and then in the 2000s, the same stories were happening, but like the children were a little bit more endearing, but they still had like gigantic black eyes. And then like, as we get closer to the 2020s, the stories now are like these children are weird, like autistic, but they're like still <laughs> close enough to us that there's not like a big disconnect. And it's like they've been perfecting this over time. And I would have liked to have touched on that. Um, but man, I, I mean, I'm I'm happy with where we went because, you know, we're always saying that this alien thing is a big deception and that, the, you know, aliens is a rebranding. And I was at least glad that we, we got that out of them. Like, yeah, it's a big rebranding and this is not, you know, entities from another world coming to stop our mutually assured destruction. Uh, but really, like you said, this is the great deception. Yeah. If somebody, someone here in the rumble chat says the Bible says no one will know the end time. So humans trying to usher it in is literal Nephilim shit. And, uh, yeah, I see. I agree with that. It's, ah, this is the thing that I really, I really do struggle with because like we're saying, we're trying, they're trying to like purposefully bring, bring the end times to a head. Right. But right. 
they're they're forcing it in such a way and then also like for me to for me to justify that these are this is like the good side or the the side that that we should be supporting most of these people are atheists and they're up against um the the countries that are trying to invade them are kind of like savages and they treat their women horrible but they're they're also like god godly people you know it's the same god fearing people god fearing people they don't believe in in jesus so that's that's like a critical like well in my opinion misstep in their religion because that part of uh forgiveness is not really there that's what makes christianity special but same god israel is completely godless then you look at uh russia and ukraine ukraine is they're shutting down orthodox churches like they have their army just going and kicking these people out while right. I look at pictures of Orthodox churches, churches in Russia, and they're some of the most beautiful buildings and they're up right now. And like they're, the way they've, they've celebrated Christmas there, it's like, I don't know, I'm not on the ground, so I can't really speak to Russia and what it is. But but that doesn't bode well. It doesn't bode well for me because it's like, whose side am I real? Whose side am I on here? The side that's creating pornography and or or the side that's saying like yo we can't even don't even look at that stuff because that's really kind of what it is right if we're yeah. talking about the middle east and and israel it's a tough one but he does have a point well, it's, it's like, like look, yeah. you look at well, what's his name Zelensky, right and he's doing big homo shit he's dressed in in drag he's dancing in heels um and then you look at uh, Putin and and say what you will about him. And I do think there's some validity to the idea that he's using our own cultural um, tensions against us. That that could be very valid. But still, what he's saying is true, right, where he says things like the West has been taken over by essentially Satanism uh, and that they're transing their children and all this other crazy crap. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, he could be sowing, uh, um, you know, dissent. In our country, it's very like you ever see that. Um, what's homeboy's name? The ex KGB agent Yuri Bezmenov, where he's talking about how you want to destabilize a country. It no longer happens through um, espionage in the sort of sexy way, like a 007. But in reality, it's a generational destabilization of a country by causing the people to lose faith in their institutions. Um, and that takes, you know, several de- generations. And so when you look at the idea of uh, uh, Putin saying things like, oh, Satanism has, has gripped the nation and and uh, and they're cutting their kids dicks off. It's like, yes, that's true. But also that does shake to the core the people's faith in any foundations or any institutions in America. So it's hard to tell if it's just effective talking points or if he's just doing high level noticing or if it's probably fucking both, honestly. Yeah, it's like a psyop on top of a psyop on top of a psyop. It's hard to say. We're not there. We have no idea. Uh, Neo Amishute said several thousand years of Nephilim breeding programs. What percent of the population is <laughs> Nephilim spawn? 13%. Thank you. Next question. Can I, wait, can I tell you something interesting? So I was listening to um, Tony Merkel's been out. Uh, Joel Thomas, who we've had on the show, awesome guy. He did a show uh, on Tony's channel called The Good Nephilim. And Just one of the things he that. said was, did you listen to it? Uh, almost, almost finished, probably like 40 minutes of it. Yeah. I fucking love that guy. Like Joel knows his shit, man. Somebody was saying like they were looking for, I want to have him back. We're going to have him back soon. And it's there funny was a because point. he rattled off at least 17 different names for the Nephilim. I couldn't even rattle off one. I was like the I Nephilim was like, and oh, the, oh, uh, the <laughs> Elohim. And the, and he's like, and this one, and that one. I was like, Jesus, dude, I don't even, I don't know. I have no idea. Wow. He's he, so that good, was a good dude. episode. But 
one of the things he said was that there is um um an island off uh, you know in greece i think it's called basque and that uh you can trace their their uh dna to like it doesn't make sense basically they speak a language that doesn't make sense the dialect uh to the area doesn't make sense and they have a very unique genetic uh signature that also does not exist anywhere outside of it and i fucking according to ancestry.com who i'm sure is making clones of me and butt fucking them to death in some sort of dungeon somewhere because i gave them my dna uh says that i have consent yeah, that's right. I fucking gave him consent on that one. Um, but that I have Bosk in me, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I got Nephilim DNA, but I got none of the fucking height uh, do you know, or anything cool. So that's cool. Do you know that the owner of, uh, well, I, I don't know if she still does own it. The owner of 23andMe is is a sister of Rachel Walensky, the owner, or maybe not anymore, but owner of YouTube. Kind of interesting. Really? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that a, is interesting. I know BlackRock just bought like 23andMe. Which is cool. Oh, whatever. So, the, yeah, I guess like no the devil deal. is doing in, insider trading. That's cool. Uh, this person, uh, what's his name? It's Gravy Baby from Rumble says, we need a Discord group or something. I agree. Uh, a group yeah, for insanity. I, I don't know Maybe. anything about Discord at all. I'm like retarded when it comes to that. I know people do like a Patreon thing where, well, we do have a Patreon. You could join our Patreon and then maybe we could link some kind of way that you can join the Patreon and be in the Discord. I don't use Discord, but if you schizos will go on there then i guess i'll go on there and, and chat with you we'll talk about some nephilim shit and maybe you could teach me how to i know they have a lot of emojis on and it gets overwhelming so I, I don't use discord because i'm like i can't choose how to feel towards what you said so i just log off completely i like that twitter gives you like you got four pick are you happy you're sad yeah, that's it you only confused. got fucking four yeah that's <laughs> like, like happy, that sad, horny you ever hear like that did, fucking that <laughs> did you just horny. look at josie's calendar you must be horny it's the fourth one president <laughs> fucking spirit of lilith uh there, there's that thing where if you give people too many options it's like it increases the level of buyer's remorse but in reality if you give people too many options it just fucking creates like a ton of anxiety so That's yeah, what I, I don't do. understand how to use discord david it's funny because david actually does that in real life like if you saw yesterday when when uh he was presented with whatever clint said to him and he goes if you study him closely in real life he'll actually go like not know how to react like, it's, it's fucking exactly hilarious i love it i only want just give me two three four tops if you give me four options that's fucking the limit anything after that i don't want any of whatever you're giving me now now it's just too much it could be good things too it could be like you want this amount of money you want that amount of money this this or this once that fifth one hits i'm like i don't want any fucking money don't give me any maybe money. let's do i don't know how many how many of you guys have twitter uh one two three in the chat if you've got twitter if you got twitter maybe we can make like a group in twitter but again from like the patreon so oh. we'll let you in if we reckon because yeah, i'm on we twitter have, we have nephilim watch uh which is a group that we don't use at all people do post in there but then they get bored because we don't say anything back we have to get better at that you know yeah. you, you guys got to cut us a little bit of slack because we're basically retarded and there's so much going on uh so quickly we're gonna get better at things as we go on dicky walnuts with the one two three it's called twitter uh, there you go Ban I'm, I'm banning this guy what's his name tanner you're out you're not allowed. They've called it. No, dude. Well, look, he said it down there. What's your Twitter? There, can Top I address lobster. for a second? We we did have a fucking uh, an actual, not a schizophrenic, well, probably a real schizophrenic that was being communicated with uh, demons in the chat, and he kept yelling in all caps. And I, I, did did you notice that? I did. I I, I want to. Well, he. So I, I put him in timeout and then one, I guess when he was done with the timeout, he came back yelling again. I was like, listen, yeah, I don't know. 
if we we're gonna have guests on here thank you for showing up we're gonna have guests on here that eat this guy here leon hi leon what are you talking about blacks lord i don't know i'm not reading all that dude cut it down it's crazy you're gonna have Look, to i'm gonna speak try in, to read one here right here here we go speaking lowercase to me i don't know what this is yeah don't yell at me don't don't fucking yell at me so it says read, read uh that. here black laws dictionary let's go legal with the tenacious thorn headsman three old key three what dude i'm sorry why I didn't, didn't say all you the emojis i don't know what i don't that like is. i don't like that you didn't capitalize the before tenacious yeah, everything else is capitalized that's intentional i don't know what this is are you casting a spell very jarring that's I think yeah. that's what that is. This is some sort of like a I, I, I don't really know what it is. He's <laughs> Dickie Walnut said he's speaking Leon, in the chirp frequency. Leon, we're going to keep you around because I like you. But here's mm. the thing. If you're going to keep watching the show, we're going to have people that even we don't agree with. Sometimes something like we'll do an episode and after we'll be like, didn't like that. Didn't like that guy at yeah. all. But it is what it yeah, is. I'm pretty sure he called us retarded. Actually, if we go back to the earlier ones, he said uh, three fucking morons, something like that. He didn't. Yeah, that's like fine. Us. And Leon, uh, yeah. I want to say, hey, man, cut us, cut us some slack. All right, we're gonna fuck up sometimes. And uh, yeah, I don't have an argument you know, for that. You're like, on. look no. at this moron. I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. Yes, <laughs> I we know, but we're doing our best, Leon. Okay, so maybe like tone that. it down. Press caps lock. Go ahead and pop that bad boy off. Take your shirt off. Have some fun. We're gonna talk for a couple more minutes. All right. <laughs> relax a little bit if you take the caps lock off um we probably wouldn't even notice the aggression honestly but i do like what nicky uh dicky said he's he's sort of our, our pet nephilim and it's cool to have a pet nephilim so leon is kind of yeah he's like maybe that's it he only speaks in all caps because they weren't really intelligent right they were like kind of retarded homosexuals the nephilim yeah and so maybe that's what's happening here is he's just putting off that nephilim energy and uh he only speaks in sort of like like if you see him in real life, he's big, six fingers. He only yells, right? But he's good at like moving boxes around, picking up rocks and shit like that. So maybe not so bad. I don't Listen, mind having a piece of, uh, you know, Nephilim in the crew. Pet Leon, yeah. Hey. Have, relax, okay? You're going you're gonna to want to take your shirt off your current shirt. That, who knows what it says. <laughs> and you're going to want to buy one from toplobster.com, okay? You buy, a, buy one from Top Lobster, specifically the Nephilim Death Squad collection. And we're going to be adding some more stuff, too. But you can get this stuff. This is cool. When you buy it, you'll be entered into a raffle. I, I feel like I don't know how many times I could say the same thing here. You'll be entered into a raffle to then uh, get a free Rife Royal Frequency Machine. It's a frequency healing machine. This stuff is cool. Um, this, I mean, I think I have this one behind me. No, I don't even know where that one's at. But this one's yeah, embroidered. I mean, when I saw your hoodie, I was like, damn, this dude's got a fucking hoodie. It's a nice ass hoodie. I dude. asked him too. I was like, David, uh, I said, which one do you want? And I gave you the choice and you chose that one. If you would have said with the little one, then you get the hoodie. So I was like, I, you know, is what know it that, is. Dude, you didn't clarify that. That's unbelievable. You got to get hey, me listen, details on this shit. I, well, what am I going to So, All right. I think we, we could, uh, we could ask the chat. I wasn't being facetious. I did want the hoodie too, but I left it up to him. I said, listen, and I showed you the back of the hoodie too, right? I showed you the back. Yeah, it's dope as hell, dude. Okay. I was like, yo, what the fuck? It's got the other logo on it. That's dope. But I did show you. I said, this one got two prints and this one just has the one in the front. You chose the one in the front. And I was like, fair enough. And then and then that's it. But, you know, it is what it is, I man. I do like, I'm not going to lie. I have the, the long sleeve and the long sleeve is very form fitting. I also love the way the logo looks in real life. Like, it's cool to see it on the screen, but in real life, it's super dope. I'm not mad at the, the long sleeve, but... I don't know, something about that hoodie. I was like, damn, dude, especially like it's it's been cold in fucking Florida. All of David's Why is Nephilim everybody yelling at his, us? 
Cocktober Award winner. Look, I respect. Look, I, I got to admit, I am an all caps guy. So if I'm watching Tower Gang, I fucking get, 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 I hit it all caps because I want you guys to notice. So I respect Dustin's all caps, especially because he's paying homage to the Cocktober Award winner. Uh, but not when you're saying incohesive schizophrenic shit. If you do all caps, here's the rule. Here's the rule, and I'm putting it down right now. All caps. You're not allowed to put emojis in there. Once you do the combination of emojis and all caps, I'm going to call the police because I don't know what you're trying to say, but it feels very threatening. Why is, get, why is the host getting all the free merch? Because it costs Bruh. money, Dickie. To, it costs money to actually create and buy. This is a, <laughs> if, if, it was just, if it was free, I'd be sending it to everybody. Yeah, uh, you, could, you could talk to us on Twitter. I don't know what he's talking about. I can't get you to respond to my Twitter spaces comments. Haven't seen Oh, that's them. interesting. Yeah, they the, tw- typically Twitter does come up on the thing, but I've I've not seen very many. I don't know if people are watching on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe that's watching Elon on Twitter. Problem. Sublime. Sublime's the shit. I love that dude. That guy is What's the up? shit. He he told me some fucking wonky shit about pulling uh, uh, a medicine man, a medicine whatever. Yeah, a medicine man pulling a fucking demon out of a dude and that guy being like why do i need christ i've got a fucking medicine man and when he pulled it out it looked like a bundle of fucking hair which goes right into that parasite shit that we've been talking about i know um we're supposed to do something possibly with elijah shaver where we talk about parasites and their connections to demons and uh so we'll see how that goes but yeah that was one of the first places i had heard something like that at least in person was from uh sublime he's the shit love that dude I guess there you we're go, gonna... fucking purge suddenly, baby. Don't forget to use promo code Nephilim to get 10% off of your uh, parasite cleanse. I, I love when you go down to the reviews and it shows the long tapeworm that somebody shit out and it's sitting on the edge of the toilet. It that actually shit looks like is what's living like inside of you. Yeah, it does look yeah. like that. I mean, we all have parasites inside of us. Uh, I remember seeing some sort of like, there it goes, boom, the toilet was right up there at the top there. Um, but yeah, we all have, I think in the West, in America, we've got like a real problem because we don't know how to treat it whatsoever. And, uh, we end up being inundated with all kinds of parasites. And look, if there really is a connection between parasites and, uh, and the spirit of Satan, right. Satan was made to crawl on his belly for the rest of his days. And, uh, parasites are like worms. I'm not saying that there's a huge correlation there, but I think we're onto something. And if you have parasites, you may be inundated with Nephilim spirits. So go to Perth. You might have demons. You probably have you demons have in you. Demons. You got to get them. You the do. only way to get them out is through your through your anus. Okay, that's you know this this actually probably leads into this whole thing with uh, the the um, hundred men in the coffin and George W. Bush. They're pushing the demons in through the anus. The way to get them out is through the anus. You got to poop it out. You see that toilet bowl? This is this is not a test, people. This stuff comes out of your butt. I've taken parasite cleanses before, and I have n- nothing that long, but I have pooped out some worms. So has my wife. Yes, we show each oh, other it's our jarring. Poop. It makes it's, you wonder, like, how did you get the fucking worm, like, on the, you know, because it's, like, on the lip of the toilet? You're like, what happened there, dude? That was, oh, he, that was crazy. He picked it out. He must have picked it he out. He did. Like, he picked it out, and then he dropped it on the toilet, and he was like, let me get a picture of that. And then he had to touch it again. A better way that you can do it is uh, if you're going to poop and you've been taking these for a couple of weeks, as we figured this out, this is, like, maybe the second cleanse that we did, just put toilet paper in the in, in this, in the bowl before you go. So you poop on the, on the paper and it'll, it'll float a little bit and then you'll be able to see whatever's coming out. Like, does this stuff work? We paid, we paid a lot of money for that, that this is actually a pretty good deal for those, uh, for these parasite cleanses. The ones that we, that we bought paid a lot of money for. I was like, I want to see if this works or if I'm just taking things that I can't pronounce. And lo and behold, yeah, some parasites in there, but I'm actually due for another cleanse probably 
in another couple of months, every six months or so, you should do it, especially if you live out where I live. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be using purge suddenly. And, uh, I haven't done it. I want to do it, but if you, if you do do it, you could use promo code Nephilim for 10% off. You can do something good for your body and you could do something cool for us. You want to support the show. You also want to improve your overall health, uh, purge suddenly.com promo code Nephilim. And that is right there. I was actually going to address this now. I don't know if our stuff, how many X is quadruple that? XL that's quadruple. That's four XL, but yeah, listen, we got that. Dustin, Hey, what's going on, Dustin? Why you need 4XL? I'm, I'm a little worried about you. Dustin's, I Dustin's think, a big boy. I think Dustin, if you if you unless it's all muscle, you might be one of those big dudes, right? Like like the uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones. But it hit me up, and I'll and I'll I'll tell you how to fix that a little bit for free for freezies. Hit me up, slide in my DMs, and we'll get you at least to like a 2XL. That's wild, Dustin. 4Xs. 4XL. We do sell it. You know what? Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to make it so that we don't sell any 4XL. Not sorry, Dustin. You're not allowed to, if I see an order come through for you, I'm canceling it until you yeah, get the 3X. You'll get a package. It'll just be a post-it note in a box. that says no. It'll say lose weight, Dustin. <laughs> That's busted. Stop doing that, Dustin. We can, we can, like I said, DM me. Honestly, Dustin, if you DM me, I'll, I'll, I'll give you some good advice. Uh, I, I've, I, I used to be mad fat and now I'm not mad fat anymore. Diggy Walnut says Neff size merch. And I agree. Holy shit. MK Ryan. He's doing it, dude. He's doing fucking all caps and he's doing an emojis. emoji, but I like MK. MK's the shit. He said the, 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 what is that? The orange, the Peach? strawberry. The peach of the Dave clone I bought on Wayfair is loose. Who do I contact for a refund? Don't buy stuff off Wayfarer, man. That's how you get this. Like you, you're getting children, man. No, you gotta, you gotta like, only buy the children. You you bought a grown man from Wayfair, a clone of a grown man. You expected it to be yeah. good. It's gonna be some cheap knockoff. Actually, our next sponsor, Wayfair. $7,000. Wayfair. (laughs) 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 Cabinets from Wayfair.com. Go ahead. Type in Nephilim and get get two for one. You get two children for the price of one. They just stuff them in together. No guarantee they they arrive alive, but go ahead and tell them them that we sent you. (laughs) They're clones. It doesn't matter. They're clones. This is directly from uh, BlackRock. They own 23andMe. It doesn't matter. They don't have like a soul. I don't know. Do clones have a soul? I don't think so. Right. So it's it's not a big deal. It's not as big of a crime as you might think it is. And I can't help you with the loose um, anus of the uh, Dave clone. I'm very sorry. He used promo code Lolita. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. This is if, if what we said before didn't get us on a watch list and a visit. This is definitely going to be like he was saying, oh, this guy came up to me, threatened me. He said uh, he said, you know, we could put child porn on your phone. I was like, and here we are. Like literally joking, joking as if this is a sponsor. We're just we're doing the hard work for you people. I mean, if you, you don't have us arrested by end of year, it's your fault. <laughs> this is actually uh uh definitely it's productive because what what's happening here is they thought like they started to pack up their suitcases for a trip to florida they're watching this part of the show and they're like ah oh, fucking never mind fuck these guys nobody believes them anyway it it's like they got they're, it handled. They're retarded. like they're they're <laughs> handlers they must have handlers on the other side that we don't know about that are telling them to do this shit to themselves the local authorities they you know, got they, it. it's no big deal. it's government work so they said no no no, we're gonna go but they're actually like in south florida on a beach somewhere that is not doing their job they come back like yeah, did you do happens. that like you did that bill and they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we did it. We didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, That's like the benefits of living in Florida is every time the CIA comes for you, you're like, but have you seen the beautiful beaches? And they're like, hold that thought, hold that thought. Let me go see the beautiful beaches and I'll be back. And they never come back because the beaches there, they are in fact beautiful. I love how we're supposed to be talking about 
LA Marzuli what we thought about the episode and we're like look at these Nephilim retards they're selling fucking fucking we're just going to cleanse your anus of these Nephilim spirits I love that that I like to think he would enjoy this part but I also am happy that LA did not see this part of the show yeah unless he's still backstage he's he's backstage he's like all that shit I said about coming back on I'm not coming back on he did not like I think I called I called uh, Stephen King a douchebag and he was like not here not on this show. I like that. I thought that was very funny. He was like, this yeah. is now my show, and you're not going to say that on my show. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> he said something about p- putting soap in your mouth. I fucking almost fell out. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. I love the dude. Honestly, I think he's very cool. Whatever his stances are on uh, on Israel and stuff like that, you know, because it's like uh, they have been trying to, uh, to genetically create a uh, a perfect red heifer so there's been efforts to like push the 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 what would you call it the prophecies along and so that's why i didn't i didn't push back too hard because i'm like that's not what we're really here for but i was thinking about the red heifer right away i was like these guys are cloning red heifers to try to they're trying they're trying to push this stuff through i don't like it i don't it it goes me the wrong way and then yeah the six gazillion uh uh uh, you know, ovens and the whole situation. I was like, that's a little high. Uh, that's a high number. Yeah, there you go. I, <laughs> Top's eye twitch when he said six million is top tier comedy. <laughs> I don't know. I got to rewatch it now. I probably, I have a bad poker face, guys. So if we, we, we were actually thinking, we we're like, yo, this is what we're going to do. Uh, Tim Pool failed miserably at poker with the boys. He was supposed to do that with Clint. He, he blew it. He blew it. But this is what we're going to do. We're going to do dominoes with the death squad. Or, or Nephilim Domino Squad, where you have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a custom domino table. We could do it right here. Me and David, David has no idea how to play domino, so half the fun will be me teaching out. him. And then we're playing against two other, two other people, and we're just talking bullshit. You're not allowed to talk about the dominoes at the table, but you could talk about anything else. So anything I think that would want. be a fun show. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I don't know how to play dominoes. I don't know how to play anything cool. My dad wasn't around, so nobody taught me anything. I don't know how to play a single card game. I don't know how to play fucking dominoes. I don't know how to play any organized sports. I just had a lot of pent up rage as a child, so I'm good at combat sports. That's literally it. I missed out on on fucking all that stuff. Sounds dumb. That means it'll work. Fucking A, bro. I do like that guy, though. He's all right. I'm seven hours away. I'll head over. Fucking Dickie, come on over, dude. I don't know what we're going to get. It'll just be us and our wives. And they'll be like, we're so tired of your stupid shit. My wife was talking to me. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to come to Georgia. And I was like, well, it'd be cool if you did. And she's like, so I could listen to you talk about more conspiracy shit. I'm like, fair. That's fair. I get it. That is true. They do, they, they do just sit there as like, I mean, it was a five hour car ride and we were just going off. For, <laughs> I, this is how, uh, how insane I was, I was going to say talented, but insane. Really me and David are, it's a five and a half hour ride, including the stops from my house, he, he drove to my house and then we went to Luke's house all the way in Miami. Five and a half hours, nonstop talking. Crazy shit. Get into Luke's house, still can't stop talking to Luke. He doesn't want to talk to us. by the way. Dominate yeah. the fucking show. Like we're talk not even for two out, more we're hours. Drained. Yeah, talk for two more hours, no problem. Then we talk to Clint for another, until that night, get three hours of sleep maybe, talk five and a half more hours all the way home. I was like, what the fuck just happened? 
Hold on, Leon's wait. Leon back. is mad at us. Leon, he said, all caps doesn't mean yelling. Black Laws Dictionary. Dumb asses. Wait till after this live show. What's going to happen? Herdsman 3, Old Key 3, December 28th, 2023, 4.59. That's right now, Leon. What's happening? I don't, like I don't this. See- this doesn't lend itself to a dialogue, Leon. All right. I don't understand what you're saying. If you really are passionate about your message, you need to refine it because I actually I'm having black blacks laws dictionary. Blacks don't have laws or at least not any that they follow. They don't I don't know what he means. What what does this mean? I know what it, I know. It's, doesn't mean that. Leon, I got I got the cure for what ails you. OK, and this is what it is, man. Um, real rife technology. All these machines, I'm sure, I'm 100% sure there's a, there's a frequency for whatever's going on with you, okay? So, like I said, we said that we're, this one here, this is a $5,500 machine. We have it right here. That's the, uh, that's the raffle that you could win. Okay, oh, wait, sorry, I'm, I'm in the wrong thing here. Yeah, that's the Six. raffle that you can win. It's still not coming up because it's showing some, some other stuff. But I'll just scroll down. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, we um, got to go to the Royal Royal Rife machine. And it, yeah, it yeah. hopefully will fix whatever's wrong with Leon. You got to tune into the frequency of like 42069 and it'll get rid of retardism or whatever's going on there. There's something there's something real wrong, Leon. Here it is. This is it because it opens up a new tab so it doesn't show. Yeah, that that's the Real Rife machine. That you can tune that to some kind of frequency. I'll ask Matt uh which one could help you, but they have other stuff too. Like really that's really cool stuff. Help you. Actually, let me show this. Like they have a Christmas tree star. That's pretty cool. I mean, Christmas is over, but that is pretty dope. Oh, do you, do you have it? He gave you the Christmas tree star? No, no, I I, I oh, want it I was though. Like, what? That's fucking cool. This is actually a this this is a copper coil that you put in your garden, and it uh I guess like uh it emits frequencies or it grabs like frequencies from the ground, and it helps your plants grow. I know some people do use copper coils. I've heard this a bunch to enhance the growth of their garden. So people do that. He gave us these Stoke. rocks, these stones. I don't know what to do. Maybe I'm going to chip one of these up and snort them. Really cool. Um, and then there's other, there's other stuff. He also gave us a blanket. Look at this. I put this, I actually put it on my kids. Like if, so my wife gave, gave my son the phone the other day and they do, the kids keep it right on their nuts. And I'm like, no, oh, no, yeah, no. I do. I do. I'm a 33 year old man. I put it on my nuts. You hear my dog barking. Hold on a second. Let me mute this and shout at my fucking child. Give me one second here. No, I don't, I don't hear him barking anyway, but yeah, I, I put this on them cause it's an EMF blanket and it'll stop, uh, the radiation that's coming from the phone that's going directly into their ball sack or their ovaries or whatever. <laughs> it's the least that we could that's do. That's probably how I tools. got ball cancer. Honestly, like I had <laughs> called the police. I'm screen shooting this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I think I like them. I th- I'm back on, on fucking team Leon. I like yeah, Leon. Don't I'm subscribe sc- to YouTube, subscribe to the rumble. So that way we could see you yeah. on there because we're not going to be on YouTube that much longer. And we like you, right? We like this specific type of crazy. So come back. I like that you time date your, your tweet, your, your messages, even though when you message, you know that it does time date it underneath. Like we can go back and see exactly, but it's I like that you're doing it. Yeah. You're doing it manually. You're doing it all caps. There's a lot of emojis going on. Is that a Brown telephone that you have there? I don't even know where you're finding. No, these. I see it as I see it as red. You have maybe a color issue actually, because uh, that's clearly red. But I mean, you know, once again with the messaging, um, I guess Leon doesn't necessarily care if anybody understands what he's saying, just that he understands what he's saying. And honestly, I have a lot of respect for that. 
That's what it's for. Yeah, this would actually go very nicely in a in a slingshot. You can do a lot of damage with that. And they're kind of sharp. And that's it, dude. Dude, we got to do that. We got to get ourselves a, a Nephilim Death Squad sling. That would be super dope. We're going to we need can it do that. because clearly Leon is going to come looking for us uh, any day now. Herdsman he 3. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I love, you know, I like a good conspiracy. And I'm like looking at this cryptic message. Let's see what is Herdsman I, 3. Yeah, well, that, now you're going to do it, and we're going to find something fucking interesting. What did he say? The black people's law or the black book law or something like that? He's know, basically a black's black. dictionary. Something He's telling us something that's going to explain why some of it's in caps and some of it's lowercase. Um, and, but I don't know that I want the mystery dissolved. I think I want to continue to live in this in this like in between. It just place. keeps it just keeps alluding to child porn. I'm not clicking any of this stuff, Leon. I don't know. No shit. <laughs> no, Fucking I'm Leon. Dude, you got me. I was like, Leon, you like, motherfucker, dude. It's like, go ahead, call the police. They're on the way, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Leon, be more specific oh, with your comments. I wish we knew what you were talking about, but I don't know. It's like he's trying to communicate with us. Yeah, I do like it though. Yeah. I do respect it. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm just not going to read all this. Leon. Cryptic Man. Levite number one. Look, these people are typing in all caps as well. For oh, Cryptic Levite Fallen Angels Nephilim. So I like that. I'll Who's that? What, what is that? Rumble? No, this is just uh, Google or you uh, actually Yahoo. I don't know why I'm searching on Yahoo. Interesting. That's I'll look bizarre. into this. Yeah, I don't know why that popped up. Who is? Maybe maybe that's how we appease him. Who's Oscar Davis, Leon? Oh, who's Oscar Davis, Leon? Who is? Call you on your own bullshit, Leon. You come out here shouting. Maybe we, maybe we found something cool. Who knows? Maybe he's he's shouting. I just don't want Herdsman Three, Old Key Three. Interesting. That's a that's a a thing you should type in. Herdsman Three, Old Key Three. You y'all are giving Leon far too much attention. Don't feed the retards. Now that's what this show is about: is feeding retards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna why, start selling like. Doing so well. I'm gonna start selling little bags of corn with the Nephilim Death Squad logo, and it'll just be for like hand feeding retards through a gate. We're gonna. Ha- I'm gonna have them here. They just graze in the land. And just every so often someone comes up and gives them corn. And I say, listen, when you do it, just make sure that you don't have your fingers straight out because they do bite. So you're going to want to give them the palm and get them right in the center there. <laughs> Colorless okay. caveman JB says, uh, I can't see anything on the live chat. Open, open your eyes, colorless. That's how you can't see things with your eyes closed. What does he mean? He can't see anything in the live chat. Anybody out there? Well, I can see you in a lineup of a, of a bunch of other things. Um, I don't know why you can't see. Anybody oh, I see why he's. Like so. Yeah. So what's happening here is he's linked to maybe your live chat or oh. he's, he's watching Nephilim death squad. So yeah, we're fractionated right now on YouTube on three different spots. So we're on Nephilim death squad. We're on tower gang and the Ravens watch. And I could see 26 on, on NDS 19 on tower gang, uh, eight on Ravens watch. I would actually like all of you guys to go over to the rumble chat and just talk yeah. to us on the Rumble chat or at least the Nephilim Death Squad YouTube channel. And then we also have a couple Agreed. of people watching on Twitter, which is cool. But yeah, we're, like, we're, we're slowly training wheels our way off of um, using Tower Gang and using other platforms and just want to use Nephilim Death Squad. And then eventually just Nephilim Death Squad on, uh, on Rumble and, and maybe even on Twitter. Those are the places yeah, we want to we- feed. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, 
they, YouTube actually took down the last episode of Neff to America. Uh, so now you can only get it on Rumble because we showed a clip of, of Megan Fox. And so that's just some fucking big no-no. They ended up taking us down. So uh, ideally, what we'd like to see, if you guys uh, do like the show, is these fucking numbers drop on on mine. Get, a, get out of the Ravens watch. Uh, get out of... You know, wherever else you are and start going to rumble. Fuck, fuck YouTube, honestly, because it, we're not long for there. And uh, as Rumble's we say, this, our new home. Yeah. And, and I, I do have some information. So right now, um, the the stream yard can't bring up rumble chats like you can see that there's a YouTube. But I know that rumble is working on some kind of technology to integrate that. So I hope to be able to pull you up in the future. But I do have you guys over here. Uh, it's gravy saying look at rumble top gravy what's your twitter I'm, I'm seeing your stuff there it's hard for me to pull it up on the screen quickly especially in conversation but i will see it um something that we're working on and something that maybe you know we could figure out together as as a family as a as a mm. family slash fan base i'd like to figure this out as, a, pretty- as a death squad as a future band of uh of nephilim hunting uh retards yeah you know I what like i just did this out together I just dragged just the rumble chat over the YouTube chat on this main screen that I'm looking at. And I'm probably, you know, I'm just going to pay attention to that because yeah, oh, I don't that's like dope. YouTube. Is it lit? Do people like us in there? Uh, it's don't hard forget, to tell. Guys, I can, They're saying I Merry can Christmas. See people, but I don't have the Merry Christmas. Oh, geez. They're retarded. I know. Usually the that, rumble chat is it. so lacking. So it's like, like, that's why I talk to the, for some reason, my favorite uh, schizos and autists are all on YouTube, on the YouTube yeah, chat. Agreed. They, they don't Where's go to Leon? Rumble. Leon should be happy that we've. Uh, I, I'm too worried about Leon. I just want to know that he's okay and that he he you know appreciates the fact that we looked at whatever it was he was trying to say. Um, Leon probably broke his keyboard typing to us. Who knows where Leon's at right now? Probably. Yeah, it's all the he yelling. He was he was doing the, quite a bit of yelling. But uh, yeah, guys, go over there and 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 hang out on Rumble because uh, ultimately, when we crush inevitably and and soon. Um, we're going to get that rumble exclusive deal and then we won't be streaming to YouTube anymore because YouTube hates us. And, uh, since it's an exclusive deal, we won't be streaming probably to, uh, Twitter. Although I'm sure we'll still do Neff to America. That's our kind of like, you know, wiggle out of it deal. It's like, we'll still give something to the people. Um, but Nephilim death squad is gonna, they're going to offer us like a bunch of money and, you know, this super lucrative contract and we're going to go. Yeah makes sense and then we'll be rumble exclusive and that's what's coming down the pipe i'm looking forward to that i know you guys are looking forward to seeing your boys win and so just start practicing that get over to rumble hang out there yeah, scott said he just he up. just made a rumble for us i mean thank you scott how much effort did it require you just probably clicked it said make an account click your google name you click that and then you may have an account right it's it's pretty easy yeah. the app is pretty good the app will fucking tell you when we're going live youtube m- maybe they will like sometimes they're like if they feel like it, but all the time rumble tells you it's like this person's life, that person's life. So just fucking just follow us on there hey, because YouTube probably won't because we said Israel and retard like too many times during this episode. And yeah, so we're talking about like, oh, the- cattle mutilations, UFO abductions. They're like, there's going to, I think in 2024, there'll probably be a time where like the stuff we're talking about will be very censored, you know, rather than, hey. uh, before it was like election, you can't say that kind of stuff. Now they're like, yo, they're talking about the Nephilim, they're out. Because it's going to be like, whatever real stuff is going on, they're going to have to go ahead and give you the pinch. I'm going to start, I'm trying to start use, using this more. Trying to make it a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to make it a thing. 
<laughs> All right, oh, uh, I gotta shit. fucking wrap this up. I could hear my kid fighting with the dog out there, uh, and and I also have to go pick up my wife soon. Uh, but it was cool, man. It's an awesome episode. I'm really glad we got to talk with La Marzuli. I'm really glad that he's super pro. Is just. <laughs> <laughs> He's still he's still the best though. Like I still had like the greatest yeah, dude, time. He's fucking awesome. He's really funny too. God uh, gives me uh, the greatest. Thing. He gives me the greatest battles. The greatest battles is like you're gonna talk. You're gonna talk with your favorite person, but yes. like that's okay. Yeah, that's uh, Leon was yelling about um, Gary Wayne, who does the Genesis Six conspiracy, and we have Gary Wayne coming on. So Leon, this was oh, for you. Do? You're gonna be really excited. Yeah. Well, it was so far in advanced uh, that is this the correct one? I believe it is. Um, here, I can just search real quick. I just want to let you guys know. Oh, Genesis Six Conspiracy Gmail dot com. I already had it pulled up. Awesome. So Gary Wayne is uh, is the author of the Genesis Six conspiracy, and he will be coming on friday february 16th at 3 30 oh there he goes pay attention after the podcast on youtube comments whoa dude this is getting really cryptic leon i don't like i mean i kind of do like a good i don't read the fucking... comments leon i don't read any i mean you guys are below me i thought we've established this i don't read comments i might look at one i might read halfway through it and answer what i thought you said and it's gonna be sarcastic so i'm just letting you know now i got things to do um yeah let, let, we'll run through the schedule before we leave Next week, we might have the Lore Lodge coming on. Next week, maybe. Did they not confirm? It's been fucking... We got... It's... All right, yeah. Lore Lodge, maybe. Yeah. Possibly. The 11th... So that's the second for Lore Lodge. That's a Tuesday. Um, Don't forget the 9th. What's the 9th? Oh, you forgot the 9th. I forgot the 9th. Oh, my God. The 9th is fucking conspiracy pilled. Conspiracy pilled. Guys, this is live. We're doing it live. How do I spell (laughs) conspiracy? This is fucking figured... Conspiracy, dude, what? That's the fucking thing we do. Conspiracy Pilled is coming on uh, at 3.30. The 9th at 3.30, yes. And then fucking the big fish, dude. This is something that has been um, a goal of ours since the inception of Nephilim Death Squad. Uh, the big boy himself, Tony Merkel, is coming on on the 11th. That's like a it's real special a one, dude. I'm, I'm pumped for that. It is. It's going to be a banger coming on the 11th at 3.30. And then I'm sure we have other stuff that if we went through our emails and DMs, we'd be like, oh, shit, we forgot to write that down. Uh, We're definitely so looking gonna, forward to those as well. If you're scheduled with us and watching this, reach out. We don't remember. Like, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. So be like, hey, looking forward to talking to you. Whatever. We got to get Owen Benjamin on one day. I see uh, Optimistic Bear in the chat here. Um, yeah, we do have to get Owen Benjamin on. We want to talk about the star of Remfan with them. That's going to be, have to be a rumble exclusive though. And also we're working on Lauren Witzke who worked on the died suddenly, uh, docuseries and we're going to be, or documentary and we're going to be doing that. That's rumble exclusive as well because died suddenly is directly connected to the, the act scene. I think that's probably a good way to put it. I think we have, and that is we have another interview with those people with, uh, my God, I'm not remembering with the dating site. I don't remember when I don't, oh, I got to un, 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 shit. I forgot what the hell it is. It's the, <sighs> it's a dating site for unaxed people. Unaxed. Guys, people. we suck at this. You know what? <laughs> I, just, Damn. Good night. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Maybe see you later. The greatest hypnotist on planet Earth is a oblong box in the corner of the room. It is constantly telling us what to believe is real. If you can persuade him, 
that what they see with their eyes is what there is to see. Because they'll laugh in the face of an explanation that portrays the bigger picture of what's happening. <laughs> 